Welcome to the 4E Podcast. I'm Micah. I'm sitting in Russell's fantastically cold front room. It's not fantastically cold. It's just just early spring cold. Well, it's early spring cold in Chicago. That's right. It's a cold room to begin with. And it's I love this room in the summer. Yeah. This room's like, if I'm ever hot, I'm like, I should just go park on your couch in the front room. It's always cold in this room. It, it, we got the doors closed to the room. We have the French doors here. You might see them in the background, some pecs on Instagram. <clears throat> so it warms up when the doors are a little more closed than we usually just have it open. So Yeah. Well, it's, it's not a uh, temperature podcast. <laughs> okay. What kind of podcast is it? It's the 4E podcast. Yes, it is. And we are reviewing... A beer from Off Color. Yes. And they then are. apparently a bonus of some sort? Yes. There is a surprise bonus beer. What is it? It's a surprise. I know, but like for our viewers or listeners. They'll find out when I reveal it. Or a few weeks after you reveal it. Because it'll take me a while to edit. Well, they're listening right now. Oh, so okay. they'll as they listen and then I get to the reveal... For all intents and purposes, it will be revealed when the podcast is published. So, dear listeners, we'll, we'll, we'll find out essentially when I find out. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah, there's really no difference from when you find out and when they find out. So, can you at least give me a hint? I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything. Right. How about initials? No. No. Oh. Uh, I'll say <coughs> it in some way, shape, or form is related to the beer we're drinking today. So it's not like a complete, you know, mm-hmm. 180. Okay. Okay. All right. But it's, it, so it's, there is a connection that I think you'll see when I bring it out. I might have to explain it to you, but there is, there is a connection All right. uh, between this beer and the surprise bonus beer, uh, but all will be revealed in due time. In due time. We have, to, we have to get through our actual beer review and drink through the beer, and then we'll get to bonus. the surprise bonus beer. Yeah. Cool. Well, the beer we're reviewing, officially, yes. is Beer for Hell. Beer for Hell. But not from. Not from Hell. For. For Hell. From Off Color. From Off Color Brewing. In Chicago, Illinois. Loyal listeners will note that we have done an Off Color Beer for beer in the past. So, right. like... Off Color has their Beer 4 series. We did Beer for Ball Games last summer during the baseball season. Which is starting this week. Yes, as of recording this podcast, the official start of of baseball is at the end of the week. And as you're listening to it, it started two weeks ago. (laughs) At least, maybe even more. (laughs) So instead of Beer for Ball Games, Beer for Hell, and um, why? Why Beer for Hell? Well, we'll get to that in a second. (laughs) Let's just let's just say this is back to our normal podcast routine, I guess. The normal, the, what our listeners are used to. We've we've taken yeah. some detours the last few episodes we with have. Fobab ones, mm-hmm. and then the interview with uh, Catherine. Catherine from Exit Strategy, which was fantastic, and I hope you all enjoyed that. And now we're back to doing our normal thing of beer review, beer news. So this, will, this should feel a little more familiar. Yeah. Back to our normal antics. And if you're 
just started listening to us from the the interview, this is this is what our normal. Yeah, this is kind of episode, normally yeah. more of a normal episode for us than than the last few. Yeah. So, uh, so if you are new, thanks uh, from the interview episode. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, the Four E podcast. On Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, Google—really, the one you're listening to on right now. Yeah, every we're on <laughs> we're on the platforms. The, we are. We're on the and, and the socials and the so well mostly just the one social. <laughs> we are on we are on Twitter. I just don't tweet, but you can follow me if you want. I just never tweet, uh, but follow us on Instagram mostly yeah. um, at the Four E Podcast. Also at the Four E Podcast on Twitter if you just want. To add a f- to who you're following and have nothing fill your feed from it. Who doesn't want to just follow someone that never tweets? That sounds ideal. Totally. But I I do Instagram, so keep a keep an eye out for Elon posts. Musk bought like nine percent of Twitter. Oh yeah, I saw something like that. That's fine. I don't really care about him. This is not an Elon Musk podcast, nor is it a Twitter podcast. This is a beer podcast. Beer podcast. And the four E's. Uh, do you want to mansplain it to to, <laughs> to our listeners? To our listeners, like sure. Like you mansplain it to the. I'll mansplain the it. I'll mansplain it to you. Okay. About that. <laughs> the four E's are water, yeast, barley, or any type of malt or grain, grain. really, and hops. The four elements of beer. Essential elements. Essential elements. Well, it's not the four E E podcast. No, no, you're right. It's yeah. just one E. Yeah. It's too late to rebrand. It's 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 not. But it would take a lot to rebrand right now. It's not. It's never too late to rebrand. It just takes some effort. We did tie the record for our most listeners on the last episode. Okay. Well, thank you for everyone that listened, and hopefully you'll listen and enjoy this yeah. one. Fifty nine. Nice. <laughs> so that tied my homebrew when we we're oh. doing my homebrew. Great. So, go figure. Keep it up. But if we could get over that, hit that 60. It's it's all, where it's... That's the tipping point right there. Yeah. It's just going to go crazy up from there. Yeah. Once we hit, once we cross that threshold, yeah, crazy growth. Yeah. We once might hit, hit 75, yeah. 80. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know that many people. No, numbers continue on forever. So theoretically, our downloads and listens could carry on forever. Yeah. Let's send it to the moon. Yeah, that's right. All right. So what are we drinking again? What was the beer? Beer for hell. Beer for hell. Yeah, I had to really think about it because every time I... And it's not even just a joke because I joked about it earlier. But in my mind, I'm thinking from. But it's definitely for. It's definitely for. Hell. It's the beer for series? Yes. I know. So beer, but like, it's not the beer from series. You know what I'm thinking of? And it's I'll not just, a beer from. Like we didn't do a beer from ball games last summer. No, we didn't. That's true. But I'm just thinking my mom. I'll throw her under the bus. She didn't really listen. Um, (laughs) she used to have this, uh, she used to have this saying, I'm sure she still uses it, but I just remember her saying, I drove like a bat out of hell, meaning she was rushing around right to get somewhere. So I guess that's not from hell though. It's out of, out of hell. Yeah, whatever. This is also not beer out of hell. No, neither. Neither of those. From, for, from, for, for beer for hell. You did not have that much trouble with beer for ball games. You're not <laughs> struggling kept I don't recall you saying beer from ball games. Yeah. And what's also interesting is we're coming up on Easter and I bought a 
a beer you know about hell i mean for hell he descended to the dead that's so, true you know it's, it's wrestle those keys away from satan that's right this is not an easter <laughs> podcast it's not the, should we actually get into what this beer is yeah what so what type of beer is beer for hell hellesbach hellesbach right right so it's a type of lager yes which is right up my alley is i don't know if anybody i don't know if i mentioned it on the podcast before but i'm kind of getting in more into lagers over the last when i say getting into it i'm in i'm i'm deep into lagers actually if i was getting into it, it was probably like in december so i'm i'm well into lager you're just you're just a lager person now not just, but it's my. I've been I've been taking a tour of loggers in the uh, local liquor store aisle. Yeah, loggers are your passion right now. Yeah, right now. Anyhow, all right. So beer for hell from Off Color Brewing, Hellas Bach, which we've talked a little bit about box in general. I believe we did a the dovetail had like a Christmas Bach or holiday Bach. Mm, yeah. So we we mentioned some of that. Um, so Bach is just. A German word for like a stronger beer. So it's it's a Helles Lager, which is a German style lager. Uh, that's a, a Bach version of that, so a, a heavier version of that. So you would expect Helles Lagers are usually in the four to five ABV range. You'd expect this to be higher, and it is. It's a, a six point two ABV. So that that's kind of the you know it's a just a bigger, bolder version of the you know traditional German style lager. So that's what we're looking at here. The interesting thing with uh, Hellesbach is this is the the seasonal time for them. They're mostly a spring beer for the Hellesbach. They're also traditionally called Maybox, M-A-I-B-O-C-K, uh, after the month of May. Hmm. So they are the traditional, like I said, spring May beer. Interesting. But then once you get to June, you got to call them Hellesbox again. Hmm. I don't know if that's true. That's just... <laughs> I didn't actually really had no idea that this was uh, spring's style. Or, yes, or popular in the spring or, or seasonal. Seasonal. I had no idea. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's interesting with like the kind of the German beer calendar type of thing. <laughs> Obviously, you got Oktoberfest. Right. In and, September. And they have like the, the box work to kind of signify different types uh or different points on on the year so like there are uh i want to say it's doppelbach let me i might be able to find it that is a style that is a style but i it's a there there is one that is supposed to be more for like you drink during lent because it has more of a filling characteristic to you so it it was supposed to, it was brewed so you get like the nutrients that you would not get from eating since you're not you know from abstaining oh, from sure. certain things, so you would get that. So I, I want to say it, that was traditionally Doppelbach. And so there's, you know, there's the kind of, as the calendar turns from the Lenten season to later spring, you get the Maybach, and to kind of signify the the changing of the season into the warmer, nicer weather, you want like a easier drinking version of, of that. Mm-hmm. So that's... That's kind of my basic understanding of the German Bach seasonal calendar. My brother, Justin, is a lawyer and has to travel to Germany, I think, once a quarter. So might have had a little more. Or maybe not. He knows a lot of stuff, but there's a lot of stuff he doesn't know. Yeah, well, so. maybe uh, if he didn't know, hopefully he learned something. That's there. right. So, Well, so Beer for Hell, uh, their Beer 4 series, they 
like to kind of go off of certain things and get their names that are kind of clever. Like the the beer for ball games was they had their logo as a mouse. And he was playing baseball in a cornfield because it was a cream ale that was made in corn. And so you can get like the field of dreams type of feel to it. And cream ale being a very traditional American style, one of the first American style of styles of beers. So we have beer for hell because it's a hell as Bach. Mm, there you go. So Yeah, that makes sense. And coming out of Lent and all of that, maybe maybe you just feel like you're done with religion. So <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah, well, you know, that that's up to you. That's a personal <laughs> choice. That's true. Do we have any, uh, do you look up any inf- info on this uh, on this beer? I've, I've been doing a lot of talking. So oh, I don't, sure. I don't know if I, you want me to keep <clears throat> monologuing over here. Well, I think I've been kind of putting my two cents in. Sure. Uh, I can read what's on the website. Yeah, yeah go ahead and, and read it. <clears throat> read us what's on the Off Colors website about their Hellas Bach. So yeah, it's, uh, what, 6, 6.2% mm-hmm. uh, ABV. It's got Pils, Vienna, and Munich malts. Uh, Magnum and Herzbrucker hops. It says its secret ingredients are double hockey sticks, <laughs> you know, Ye- yeast, and water. H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was reading the secret ingredients on the can, which actually doesn't say the double hockey sticks. Yeah, the can was which missing is, that. I, I I thought the funny part was the yeast in the water on the can because it's like, well, yeah, right. <laughs> but it has to have both of those, or it's not really beer. Uh, and then it says available springtime for Satan. Is it because <clears throat> Satan is available in the springtime, or is it? Slow time for him. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's just coming out of the whole Easter season too. So yeah, maybe it, it's a big L for him. Yeah, so he's got to he drink. Need, he's got to yeah get some recovery. It says uh, although our base Hellesbach was designed simply to pick up notes of whiskey during a rest in oak barrels for beer for burgers, our staff just kept going back to the Zwickle for after-shift beers. We ordered fewer oak barrels for beer for burgers, assuming they had drank several barrels of beer. Turns out they drank much less than we thought, so we had this extra Hellas Bach left over. All right. So there you go. So there you go. So beer beer for burgers is a, a Hellas Bach. Uh, I think it's blended with uh, bourbon barrel-aged lager to mimic like the beer in a shot that you could get at you know, taverns across the country. And so this is the just Hellas Bach version of that. As they said, they had some left over, so they decided to can it and uh, let, us, let us go for it. Yeah. Very, very nice. Very generous of them to can the leftover <laughs> beer and let... <laughs> Uh, let us consumers try it out. Guinea pigs, really. Yeah. Let's talk about the can art real quick, and then yeah. we can crack it open. So what's on the label here? Uh, as is off-colors branding, it uh, has no color. It's kind of silver and black and white, I guess. Got the signature mouse, mice, several of them. Well, yeah, three of just, them. There's usually there's a few, but yeah. One, uh, one's dressed like Satan, I guess. Has some horns and a, was that, a trident? Mm-hmm. Pitchfork. I guess would be more Satan-like. And it looks like a hellscape. Yeah. Really. So Does it, doesn't and, look like a place I would want to hang out. Yeah, fire, I think. Fire, probably brimstone. What is that? What is brimstone, exactly? I don't know. This is not a brimstone podcast. <clears throat> okay. Well, let's just say there's fire and brimstone on it. 
Yeah, we'll go for that. And what is this thing? Sorry, you can't see it. I think it's this just really not great for for audio platform. But what the heck is that? Thing? I think it's just some type of like demon bird or <laughs> I don't know. I took pictures all around the label, and I'll I'll get them posted when this is this is up. So you can kind of see the what's going on. You know what I'd that. like? I'd like to interview somebody. Sorry, this, this, we'll just cover this live on our podcast. I'd like to interview somebody who does art for a brewer. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have, like, the same person kind of doing their, their can art because it always it has, like, the same feel or, like, the same, maybe not person, but few people that, that do it. And so... I'm sure off color because their their can art is very unique and the pictures are typically fantastic. Yeah, it would be interesting to kind of talk to them about you know how they take the idea from the brewery and and put it onto the what's going to be the label. So. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, anyways, that's not a that was a little detour. Yeah. Maybe a future episode. We'll yes, see. We'll see. TBD. Let's uh, let's crack it open. This is a, a 16 ounce pint can, and uh, we're pouring into our glass here. Our glass from Exit Strategy. Oh yeah, I think this is their anniversary glasses that I got last year for their their anniversary is coming up this year. So. It is. You didn't get all of it in there, did you? Almost. Oh good, I felt. Oh, you're gonna get it. You bastard! You did it. See if I. Oh, look at that! There you go. Not much of a head to to get on on the pour, but we did get the whole the whole beer in these glasses, which is always an achievement, especially for me. Especially for you, as okay. we all know. I you usually can't get twelve ounces in a sixteen ounce glass. <laughs> yeah, I do put a a big head on my beer pours on this podcast. All right, so. Let's, well, uh, I don't even want to pick it up to cheers you. I'm going to spill it. Yeah. It's very, uh, you know, the color. I don't know if we're getting into the color. Yeah, let's point. talk about the color. Yeah, it's a, almost looks like it's honey. And, you know, if you've ever seen like a, a good jar of honey. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that, what, it, that's exact color it looks like to me. Yeah, that, that's a good call. It does look like a, a honey colored, like you said. I, I think that's a very good description. Pretty opaque mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I mean, it looks, it does just kind of look like a, a darker, heavier lager. Ooh. Oh, I spilled. <laughs> Party foul. Yeah, well, well I'm going to take a little sip. Well, cheers. Cheers. Broast. Mmm, that's delicious. No, we'll get that. All right, we'll do that again. That's oh. delicious. Oh, that's a winner. Right there. That's <clears> nice. <throat> you can taste kind of the, the more the higher EBV in it. Like it, it doesn't really shy away from from that on the on the taste. I'm not smelling anything on the nose, if you will. Yeah. Finish is nice and clean. I can't really put I there smells something, but I can't really put my <clears throat> my finger on what's on the nose. Let's read the tasting notes. Hellesplatbach lager features clean malt notes with enough of a fruity, boozy mouthfeel to tempt you further. So give in and enjoy our little slice of hell. Mouthfeel. Yeah, it's, it's so it's, it definitely tastes just like a, when you expect like a boozier lager. Definitely a, a little bit more sweetness than a traditional Hellas, I think. And I think that's from, you know, the extra malt characteristic kind of bringing those additional sugars that give you the higher ABV, but it's not overly sweet. So finish is really, like really, clean and crisp 
and uh, just, yeah, a nice drinking beer. Has just enough of that boozy 6.2% to say, hey, this is a little heavier of a, of a beer. So it doesn't necessarily like drink as light as most lagers would, that you would think like a, a Hellas lager would. And I think that's, again, because of all the extra stuff in it to make it a pock. Yeah. I mean, I like it, but I think I've liked almost everything we've had on this podcast, so I hate hate saying that as my description, but yeah. it's a heavier lager, like you said. It has just a, enough of an aftertaste that is pleasing, mm-hmm. and then it disappears. So, like, it does finish pretty clean. So, yeah. It's a well-done beer. Yeah, absolutely. It's a little thicker than you would get out of like the lagers I've been I've been kind of doing pilsner type you know regular lighter lagers so this is a little little thicker than that but very good I should say it uh, came in the uh, pint four pint cans mm-hmm. at the local liquor store it was it was like ten ninety nine or something okay that something sounds like about that. right for so, something like this yeah which I think is a actually a pretty good value yeah that's in my bailiwick. <laughs> That's in your what? Your Bailiwick? Bailiwick, yeah. Um, price point? Your price point? Yeah. It's in my sweet spot. Okay. What? I've just, I've not You've not heard Bailiwick before? I mean, not, you've not never that I really, recall. never really used it. Yeah, I've never used it. Or been around somebody who did. Right. Well, it's the first time for everything. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is a really nice beer. And just a, a good, good malt back backbone to it i've been trying to find um i have this article up on like what is a hellas bach or a maybach and it kind of doesn't give too many specific flavor it just kind of says it's malt forward balanced there's usually a higher bitterness than other bachs that are tend to be darker and sweeter and well this isn't as sweet as like a doppelbach would be it's i wouldn't necessarily say it's like bitter no. But I guess I guess when I think bitter, I think like you know super hoppy West Coast IPA, and this is not that. But I can definitely see this being like more bitter than than like those other box and and stronger lager styles. I mean, I guess if you're making the comparison to a, a Doppelbach or yeah. or like that Christmas Bach or Holiday Bach, yeah, uh, from uh, from a previous podcast, then I guess it is a little. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say bitter. It definitely isn't, like I said, it's not like <laughs> that bitter. I mean, it's not even like like pale ales. It's not even, to, I mean, pale yeah. ales are a, a lighter, bitter. Right. On the on the, on the the bitter scale, it's on the lighter end right. of pale ale. This is not even that, so. Yeah. Like I said, that's kind of what I've been seeing. But a couple of places that said it needs to have solid carbonation up to medium and high carbonation to accentuate some of the background characteristics make it more drinkable a light alcohol warming also enhances uh the enjoyment of this style you mean letting it get warmer uh, like temperature of the beer itself or? no a light uh, yeah i think uh i think just getting getting it a little bit higher it should never be hot uh is what it says but <laughs> you know, letting it warm up i think will it sounds like it, it'll kind of bring out a few more characteristics. I think I'm getting more on the nose as it's getting warmer. Yeah, I'm getting about the same. Oh, well, maybe it's just... I'm getting that, like, malty, fruity... It's not like a dark fruit like you associate with overly malty things. 
I don't know, like it is kind of more like a pale ale type of maltiness to it, just without the hoppiness. And a strong mouthfeel. This is a strong mouthfeel. If you just kind of hold it in your mouth, it just kind of feel like it coats it a little bit, and then it just kind of finishes really, mm-hmm. really clean and nice. It's a good beer. If it's around through May as a good Maybach, hopefully we'll, we'll be. I'll uh, probably look to pick up some more. Yeah. I'm trying to think what what will you eat? What, you know, what can you? What would you pair with this? But I, I mean, what can't kinda, you pair with it? I feel like you can kind of go with anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it would stand up well against a lot of, you know, bigger, bolder things just because it does have the, the, the higher alcohol content and the the stronger mouthfeel, but the clean finish, so it's not going to wash away what you're eating. So you'll still be able to enjoy both. I don't know. I would think, like, I think this might get, I mean, I know this is kind of like the base of beer for burgers, right? I think this would go well for with a burger. Mm-hmm. True. It's kind of what I was thinking. Like, yeah, drink, drink this. Eat like a nice mm-hmm. burger with some good melted cheese on top mm-hmm. and some bacon on it. Yeah, some bacon on it. Mm-hmm. I think everything would kind of stand up to each other and go well together. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on this? And then I feel like we're kind of just saying uh-huh. the same things yeah. over and over. <laughs> yeah. So. No, I mean it, to put a, a fine point on it. It's a it's a good beer. It's a good price. And I guess it's the season for it, so go out and get it. Yeah. Get those Hellas box and May box and all the other box that are in season right now. And uh, enjoy while you can until it's uh, Oktoberfest season. <laughs> well, Micah, any beer news you want to bring up? I'm going to throw a curveball at you, though. Okay. We didn't talk about this in our show prep. All right. But uh, beer under glass. Yeah. Mug is coming up uh, yeah. in... Like a, a month? And like Craft Brewers Guild, they announced their Craft Beer Week coming up May 13, I think is when it kicks off. I think so. Yeah. So, and it's uh, normally at the, was it the Garfield Park Conservatory? Conservatory, yeah. But this year, with I guess they're having some sort of construction park project going on there. Hmm. They're going to have it at Union Station. Okay. So. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't know why, so that, that's interesting that it... it that it's construction that moved it. Yeah. So, so hopefully, we're uh, we're efforting, as they say in the biz, uh, press credentials for that. Yeah. So hopefully we'll uh, be able to go to that. It'd be fun as uh, credentialed media members. I don't know if they do that for for bug, but why not try? We can try. That's right. Um. So, because I know tickets usually sell out really quick. Yeah. For bug, so I think it's usually. Two days, but they're just doing one day this year. Yeah, I think it's only on a Friday. Friday yeah. at, uh, at evening. Yeah, so it'll be a little, little different for that. But for those listeners that are in the Chicagoland area, Craft Beer Week is a, a really great time. A lot of breweries do a lot of really fun things. Bring out some great beers. Some you know, some of them open their cellars, and you can really try some uh, some good stuff that you may have missed out on in the past. Barrel-aged goodness that pop up. And I think they have the passports I, I saw that they were promoting, which usually gives you some good like deals and, and things with breweries in the area that are doing the passport stuff. So, so yeah, I think we'll we'll share some of the information that they post on, on our social media, but follow the Illinois Craft Brewing Guild and uh, you'll get all the details yeah. from them. Yeah. 
So, pretty exciting. Yeah. I know, uh, you know, they usually put on some good events and have a lot of good stuff going on in the the craft brew world in the Chicago area and, and Illinois in general, but we live in the Chicago area, so we're yeah. more focused on, on that aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. true. But as far as other news that we actually spoke about during our quote-unquote show prep, a decision was made by a jury with regard to uh, a lawsuit between uh, Stone Brewing and I guess it would be against Molson Coors. Mm-hmm. Molson Coors had uh, rebranded Keystone Light and uh, really stressed the stone. Yeah. Stone <laughs> on there. Stone was in really <clears throat> big letters. Huge black letters, yeah. Like and key was really small <laughs> on the label, and stone was gigantic you, on the label. You could say the key to the lawsuit was the stone on the branding. You could, but should you? <laughs> I would argue no, you shouldn't. <laughs> So, Stone Brewing, which is out of California, yes. right? they sued Molson Coors for $216 million was yeah. what they are hoping for. Yeah, that, that's a really big number. But they didn't get that. No. <laughs> they got like a quarter of that. Yeah, $56 million. Yeah. So that's what they were ordered. I, I thought it was interesting. So there's an article that kind of did a rundown of the uh, decision in foodandwine.com. In the article, it said that the jury ruled on $56 million as opposed to the 216 because they did not believe that Keystone intentionally infringed on, on Stone's trademark. Uh, I'm looking for the exact wording in the article. Purposefully? Purposefully. Yeah. That's what it was. It wasn't, it, it wasn't purposeful, the infringement. So they awarded a lesser sum than what they were looking for because it wasn't purposeful, which is interesting. There was a lot of coverage in other places uh, on kind of some things that were discovered in court documents and in testimony and things like that that I kind of saw through Twitter and and other these other mediums. But yeah, I thought it was interesting that that was the ruling and why the lesser sum of fifty six million as opposed to what they were seeking of the two sixteen. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't know that part of it why the lesser sum i think even if you're a casual beer drinker or even a casual craft beer drinker i don't think you were gonna go in and see the keystone light and be like oh i didn't realize stone brewing is making this and and bought it right like i think it even said there was a a quote from uh the people on the morson uh more uh molson Coors spokesman saying what we learned through this trial is that Stone Brewing's lawsuit was not driven by consumer confusion. Right. Um, and then it went on to other stuff. But it was just like, yeah, I don't think anybody was necessarily confused. Yeah. But it was like only a little bit like, oh, that's weird. Why would they yeah. stress Stone I mean, so boldly? Yeah. Keystone, Keystone Light drinkers are not stone brewing drinkers and vice versa maybe maybe someone that is looking for stone would and this is to probably to stone's point like someone who uh is a fan of stone brewing might see the the keystone relabel and like do like a double take Mm -hmm. but they're gonna realize it before they actually go and buy it usually they're in different parts of the liquor store now I know, like, uh, in our local liquor chain, you have, like, there's, like, the craft beer section, and then here's, like, the macro section, yeah. and it's 
it's pretty easy to know if you're a beer drinker when you've crossed into <laughs> Cross one, one or the <laughs> other. You know, I, I would, I'm not a macro drinker, but I would assume a macro drinker would realize when they, they those kind of have their spots in the fridges or sit, sitting out wherever and don't really move. Like, yeah. right? Like, they, the distributors pay a lot of money to get that space a and to keep that spot, the, yeah. those prime spots for these macros because they have a lot of money to pay that and and to get build that consistency from the people frequenting. So I don't I don't think there there was probably much confusion. But again, stone was in really big yeah. letters and key was really tiny. Yeah. yeah. So obviously the jury thought that was kind of enough to award stone the some damages on this. I think the jury did a good job. <laughs> like, I obviously I'm not a lawyer, and I didn't like listen to or read any of the transcripts. So with that caveat, I just kind of feel like the jurors like, all right, well, yeah, they shouldn't have had stone so big. Yeah, let's give you a little for damages, but it wasn't really as egregious as Stone Brewing was yeah. maybe trying to portray it as. Yeah, and fifty six million for molten coolers is like a day of profits. It's like they got that out of their couch. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like not a significant thing for them. And I, I so this was just my impression when I because I had heard of this lawsuit when it was kind of first filed and and talked about in like social media and things. It kind of seemed like people were expecting Stone Brewing to lose. Mm. And then when they kept pushing and that and didn't want to settle like out of court or whatever, they wanted to push it to trial to have their day in court and argue and all that. It seemed like when stuff came out from the trial, it seemed like oh, actually, it seems like Stone is gonna win this. It kind of kind of shifted like it was like oh, they're just doing this as like a money grab. They'll get they'll get a settlement and all that. It's like no, they actually are trying to protect their trademark, their intellectual property on the trademark. And, and they have more of a leg to stand on and it's not, it didn't, it seemed, it seemed a little more than just a money grab type of a situation. And again, there are two sides to this. Uh, The article does quote some people from uh, Molson Coors saying that they are, uh, they have options still. They could appeal. Um, They're, they're thinking through what kind of is best for them to do so this thing is not necessarily over but it isn't it's a really interesting decision and it's one of the bigger kind of news things that came out in the last couple weeks here this was i think at the end of right at the end of march so we're like a week or so after that um after this decision was came down yeah yeah this uh article is dated march 28th we should say it was by mike pomerantz yeah uh, mike pomerantz food and wine.com mm-hmm yeah, so that, so a week ago from the recording of this podcast, this uh, article was written, and that was about when the decision was handed down. Was about a week ago from my kind of memory. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so interesting. So we'll see what happens on Molson Cooler side if they want to push it or if they just pay and and kind of end it. My guy kind of tells me they're they're gonna try something to get out of paying this, or at least to try to settle it without saying that they violated trademark because i think that's kind of my guess is that's more the the sticking point is that they don't want to be perceived as violating the trademark 
Yeah, and maybe the precedence that it might right create. I wonder uh, a couple of things. One, are there? I mean, I know that they're separate companies, but like with the with the Belgians with uh, Anheuser Busch and Bev, do you think they're kind of encouraging Molson uh, Morse, uh, Molson cores to to appeal? Like, hey, this is gonna affect us all if if we if this is the hill we die on. I mean, I don't know what type um, of relationship those yeah. two have at, at a high level. Yeah. I'm sure like I'm sure at a very high level there's some bit of familiarity in, yeah. in all that with them and but I don't know how much like they really take the counsel of each other. Yeah, no, I, I just didn't know like just I know this is just like smoky room back back smoky room yeah politics stuff in my mind. I know it's kinda holly holly Hollywoodized uh, in my brain, it's about like six percent skin to you. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, maybe they ran into each other at the the club, and he's like, hey, I know that we're competitors, but you really need to appeal this because this could take us all down. I mean, it's not gonna take anybody down, but <laughs> right. I'm just. Uh... And then the other thing I was wondering is, I, I'm curious if the what what ended up being fifty six fifty six million fifty six million. I'm curious what cores had offered to settle and if it was more yeah maybe they because they were seeking stone was seeking 216 was it maybe they offered more to settle but with the like no admittance of wrongdoing or something like that like hey well here's 80 let's say yeah so you know more like a third of what was offered a third more. Yeah, a third more. So here's 80 million yeah. to settle, but we don't admit to infringing copyright. Yeah. Like, and so, yeah, you don't know. Or maybe they offered less and said, hey, we'll, get, we'll give you 20 and take it or leave it. You know, yeah. you don't, like, we don't know what kind of, what type of negotiation might have happened beforehand. I, I don't recall seeing anything about that. Yeah. No, I know. This is all conjecture at this point. I was just kind of like, how. How much would that suck if you're stone brewing? You're expecting 216. They offered you like 80, and you're like, no, we want the full 216 million, and then they get less than that they were offered for settling. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the money was obviously part of it, but I think it's protecting their trademark and their intellectual property was more so the the thing that they were going for. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're both done with our <clears throat> beer for hell. Do you want me to unveil the surprise? Is it beer for heaven? It is not beer for heaven. <laughs> beer for angels. Yes, I do. Okay. I do want you to review Do you have this. a serious guess on what it could be? Um, let me think. Was it one of the ones we talked about getting? No, it's Is not. Because we, we talked about some other ones. It, it was definitely not mentioned in, in a oh, text okay. thread. I don't know. Let me guess. I don't know. I'm just going to guess uh, bourbon barrel cola variants from Bourbon County. Well, I mean, you, you did like that one. It, it's <laughs> not, it is not uh, stout. Okay. So. Oh, you said it's connected to that. It so is connected. Kind of, oh, is it, um, is it Chicago Common from Kinslager? No, that's not really connected. Well, it's a, it's a lager. I don't know. All right. You asked me to guess. I'm blindly guessing. I you have almost no, nothing to go okay. off of. So, there you go. Beer for Butchers. Beer right. for Butchers. Another beer for. Which, read the, the style. What is it? 
Hellas Bach style beer blended with bourbon barrel aged lager. So it's kind 7%. of a percent. Wow. So we've we've mentioned the beer for burgers. This is beer for butchers, which is which has a burger on the label. Right. So this from this is from Off Color Brewing. Obviously, I don't think that was mentioned yet. So this is from Off Color Brewing beer for butchers. This is was done in collaboration with Kuma's Corner, the burger place that they have a few locations now, but kind of their original location is, it's not too far from Revolution, uh, but they're they're famous for like their burgers and heavy metal kind of atmosphere at the place. And so this is beer for butchers because they're kind of making, they're going to the, the butcher to make the the burger. So it's, it's similar to beer for burgers. Let me pull up the... Yeah, I'm just even looking at the, the labels. The malts on the one we just had, beer for hell, was Pills in Munich. And the malts on the beer for butchers is Pills, Munich, and Vienna. Yeah, so uh, beer for beer for same, burgers... Same hops, too. Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of the same... I mean, like we talked about, the Beer for Hell is the same base burger as like the Beer for Burgers. The Beer for Burgers is uh, a Hellas Bach style beer blended with bourbon barrel aged lager. And they blend kind of whatever bourbon barrels they can get a hold of. And so this Beer for Butchers, they teamed up with Kuma's Corner. And Kuma's joined Off Color in picking which barrel they wanted to do. So they picked a Basil Hayden uh, bourbon barrel and then used that as the blend. So it's it'll be similar to the a beer for burgers type of thing. Based on what I, I'm seeing on their social media, they did a different blending style and, and different barrel than what they would normally use for beer for burgers. But it's kind of, you know, we've, we mentioned beer for burgers as like, this is the, that was the beer that they came out with first over beer for hell. And then they had some non-barrel aged version of that leftover. So they made, so they came beer for hell so we can enjoy. Well, this is a kind of then step up from beer for burgers where they partnered with Kumas Comer to pick like a choice barrel mm-hmm. to do the blending with. So cool. That's what we're doing. So I wasn't far off. I said beer for heaven. I mean, it was a beer for series. It, I mean, but that was a joke. He yes. didn't think it was a beer no. for heaven. <laughs> I, I didn't. All right. We got we got a fresh glass. So you can pour it into your existing glass whenever you want to do. Fresh glass. All right. I think, and I know that we're not doing an official review of this one, because I'm sure you've had it. I have not. I oh, really? Yeah. So we're not just doing a double review? No. We're just gonna... I thought it would be fun to do a surprise bonus. <laughs> I just think it's interesting that the label doesn't have uh I'm not seeing a mouse other than the off color logo. Yeah. It's a it's a bear. Cause the Kuma's Corner logo is a bear. Makes me really want to interview the uh artist from off color now. It is a little darker. Yeah, it's darker in color for sure. It doesn't remind me as much as a of a like a jar of honey as the other one did. It's, it's definitely darker. And I'm getting nothing on the nose again, so it's about right. Mm, I get a, a little bit of that bourbon content on the nose. You know what I'm smelling? I'm smelling the soap from your bathroom that's on my hands. Oh my gosh! Oh, there is bourbon Ooh, in that. Yeah. 
It's nothing like the other one. No, <laughs> not at all. That is that is bourbon. It's interesting to have a bourbon taste because I've never. I'm the only bourbon beers I've had were have been stouts that I can remember. Yeah, and it's interesting to have such a lighter beer have a bourbon kick to it. Yeah, this my mom would probably like a lot more than a, a bourbon aged stout because she likes bourbon, but I don't really think she likes the uh, the Bourbon County series I got her. Hmm. This is the details from the untapped app that i found that i thought was interesting it says a blend of hellas lager and basil hayden bourbon aged lager easy drinking lager with a little extra oomph <laughs> created to pair perfectly with the best damn burgers in the universe a collaboration with kuma's corner have you been to that place yeah Kuma's absolutely corner? oh okay i have not it's delicious they have uh several locations now so you don't necessarily have to go to the original spot but the original spot is is smaller but it's it's a lot of fun to hit it up and enjoy the atmosphere of it it's not even on their website Mm-mm. interesting it's on their social media oh. and it got like some very limited distro from what i gathered so i stopped at my local beer shop but not the local local liquor store not the local liquor store because like, it's not walkable <laughs> so i, I snuck out of work 15 minutes early, grabbed like one earlier train, uh, not even 15, it was like 10. Um, grabbed one earlier train so I could hit up my local beer shop before I came home. And uh, I was like, I was looking for something just like have at home to drink because my beer supply is pretty low. And uh, I was like, wait, is this beer for butchers here? Like, I thought this was just, I was like, I couldn't remember what it was. And I was looking at it and I pulled up the off colors uh, I was like I, re- I remember them posting about it so I pulled up their Instagram and found it and I was like oh I guess they got some distro uh, for this one even though it, it, it was mostly available at like Kuma's all their locations and all that so but I guess they didn't really do they didn't handle too much on it they kind of let Kuma's kind of dictate how it how it went out but apparently, apparently a few other places Picked it up, but like I said, my my local beer place had it, so I grabbed it and uh, was it uh, same price as um, they they had they had one four pack of beer for hell left and like three of these beer for burgers. They're at the same price point at this place twelve fifty, but that's tax included. So oh yeah, so it's the same. It's probably about the same as you yeah. would, you paid it at ten ninety nine. Yeah, so you can have this at the same price we could have a beer for hell. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I'm, uh, I guess I'm, uh, hoping that they make more of it because it sounds like it's pretty limited. Yeah, I don't know how much more of this specific one they're going to do. They'll have beer for burgers that comes out all the time. Yeah. Um, but like this specific one, it probably won't come back because they, they picked the barrel special for sure. this. Yeah. So. Oh, I forgot. We, you know. I know we're not, so we're not actually doing an official review of this one, so I feel like I can talk about other stuff. Sure. But I think what came out since our interview with Catherine was, I think she was teasing it a little, was that they're going to have their beers featured on TV? Yeah. That's they, pretty big. They posted something about their beers are going to be on Chicago Fire. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that yeah. was the show. Yeah, so that was really cool. little promotion action. So That's pretty cool. 
just wanted to point out the so the burger on the can yeah um that the bear butcher is uh putting together it appears to be the same burger as the beer for burgers oh yeah burger that they have on the can oh yeah so the bear is the butcher and then the mouse is gonna eat and enjoy the burger on the beer for burgers on the beer for burgers interesting so there's your it's like a little uh what do they call that uh Easter egg. Yeah. Before Easter. Right. So we're, they're creating a narrative with their can art. Let's well, settle it. I gotta call off color and ask who designs their logos. We gotta get them on. I like the like kind of metallic quality of the the bowl that they're the meat grinder is going into. There's a lot, yeah, and and also and on the knife, yeah, on the, the knife, knife a little and, bit, and on the scale, on the scale, yeah, and both knives really. There's, oh, yeah. there's two knives. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Are you taking pictures of this so that people are able to see it. it on our... Uh, what's worse than having a audio platform and we're talking about something you can only see? Yeah. I'll take a few more pictures of just the can for... And, you know, honestly, if you're listening to it and we're talking about it, you might be just looking at Googling the label for it anyway. So, yeah. I know I do that a lot. I was listening to a podcast... I know this is uh, off topic, but you know, what isn't? Yeah. Uh, well, it's bonus gear time, so. Let's <laughs> listen to this other podcast about flags. Uh, Betsy Ross, specifically, and uh, they were talking about, oh, uh, this one flag that we had in America before. It was called, like, Grand Union Flag or something. And okay. I was like, oh. And they're talking about it on this audio platform, uh, you know, podcast. I'm like, well, I got to pause this and go look at what this is so I know what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I think people are probably used to it. All right. What label do you like better? Beer for Hell or Beer for bur- or Butchers? Oh, well, I didn't know you were going to ask me that. Yeah. Well, I just kind of thought of it as I was taking my picks. I, I think I'm going to go with Beer for Butchers. Yeah. And I'll tell you why this is kind of a dump, because they're pretty, both well done. I feel like the beer for hell is harder to see the details on, because it's so shiny. Mm. Like, the whole thing is kind of that silvery, reflective material. Yeah. And the beer for butchers, I can actually... It's more of a matte with those kind of glossy, shiny mm. uh, accents to it. Yeah, and so I'm able to kind of see a lot of the detail a lot faster. And I think it's kind of fun that they kind of got off of the mouse on this one. Is well, it being a little different? Not everything's a mouse. They have some Don't other... they have it a mouse? No, it's not on all of theirs. I think they have some other, some things that aren't yeah. nice. Well, that's fine. I'm just... Most of the ones I've ever seen have a mouse on it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just funny. It's just this realist... I mean, compared to the mouse, a little bit more realistic looking bear holding a knife... At a butcher shop. I mean, what's more terrifying than the, a giant bear like this? But then you give him a knife. Yeah. <laughs> and you hang a bunch of meat around him. <laughs> I don't know. That bear, he knows what he's doing. He's going to butcher you some good meats. I, I just, like, I look at that bear on this label. I'm like, that's my guy. Like, I'm going to get some really choice <laughs> stuff from him. He probably has a very refined palate for meat. Yeah. Off Color does have things on their label that aren't mice. But there's mo- it's mostly mice. 
Well, apex predator is a lion. Yeah. It, there's um. Uh, see, we got critters. Critters has a just a grasshopper. Well-fed sheep is just a sheep. You know, like they have some stuff. Some of their like wild uh, fermentation things kind of just go into different sceneries and things and there's there's been some really really nice labels that i've seen and those go on bottles and sometimes get in color and it's spectacular but yeah if you kind of look if you look at like some of the seasonal stuff yeah. you'll see some other ones that they've had that again the mouse is kind of their main branding but they do have other animals that they'll feature so going the bear route isn't completely outside of their wheelhouse but yeah so which one do you like better the as far as can art bear for butchers yeah uh, yeah art sorry yeah I, I, I answered the art yeah so you like the butcher one art better mm-hmm. as far as the beer i mean i know this is not an official review but we are I, drinking it i think i like beer for hell better for the beer that's what i was gonna say i, I mean it's fun to have this bourbon kick to it but it's a, I mean, for me, it's a little too much. It drinks heavier than the 7%. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like the Beer for Hell, at least right now, it kind of hit like, this is a 6 point whatever percent beer. And I feel that, but it, I'm not, it's not too much. Like, this is a 7% beer, but it, it feels more than a 7% beer. Exactly. It's it's really good. The, the flavors are unique. There's a little bit of spice. Little, just like a little hint of spiciness to it, because Basil Hayden mm-hmm. has rye in the mash bill, so there's a little more spice uh, on it. Almost peppery. Yeah, there's a yeah, like almost a little peppery component. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's really nice. It's more caramely and vanilla than you expect from like the bourbon um, with those flavors. Like it's really good. It's just it's a little much. I thought about just saying, hey, let's split one can. <laughs> Um, as opposed to, but I was like, ah, it's only 7%, so. Yeah. No, it's, it's good. It's well done, but I, I do like the beer for hell better. So that was, that was surprised. You were surprised? I was surprised. But yeah, I saw that, and I was like, well, I'm gonna get this. It'll be a, a surprise bonus beer, because we'd only planned on beer for hell, and didn't really talk about doing a second beer, and so I'm like, well, we should have a bonus beer, because we're gonna drink it. We'll finish our one before we end the podcast, and we got it. We can't not drink on the podcast. That's right. It is a beer podcast. Yeah, podcast. All. So it's a yeah. lot of things it isn't, but it is a beer podcast. Yeah. So we had to keep. Well, is there anything else in the news that you uh, found notable? I mean, we should probably talk about the the Bushlight announcement. Uh, this announcement, I should point out, did come out on April Fool's Day. It did, but it is not. It was not an April, it was not like a April Fool's marketing thing. No, it wasn't like the Little Tykes, My First Cubicle. Yeah. Did you see that? No, but that sounds like an April Fool's This is for real. Yeah. A lot of big companies and breweries love to do April Fool's jokes, and so it would be easy to say, hey, this is an April Fool's joke, but this one isn't. Bush Light, who's under your beloved... Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch. AB InBev. Yeah. Who I love... You love and dearly. To, to now trash. Yeah. You know what they are? It's like they are they were like a family member to me, and then they did something really dumb, and now I just make fun of them. But you still love them. But, I mean, do I? Yeah. I love... It feels f- like you do. Every time you... You, you try to weasel <clears throat> them into every podcast, even when we don't 
You when you you just you did it earlier. Like I wonder if Molson Coolers and AB talk about <laughs> stuff. Like you you want to bring them up as often as you can because you love them, even though you pretend not to. Well, I mean, in my defense, how many other big brewers would have talked to Molson? Jesus, Molson but, Coors. Man, bourbon's kicking you now. <laughs> yeah. And I had beer for hell, so I just took our Lord and Savior's name in vain. Did you? I said the J word. <laughs> okay. I just... Did I just say the... The J word? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <coughs> you right? No. Okay. I mean, I'm fine, but... Uh, I don't know. We, we've got off the rails here. All that to say is this is ridiculous. What we're about to okay. well, talk yeah. about. So <laughs> your your beloved AB and Bev, one of their their big things, Bush, their big labels, Bush Light, who has not been tainted by a salsa brand yet, yet. But you know, hope springs eternal. Yeah, they there's, there's still time. They launched a new campaign called Save a Tree, Pee in a Bush. They, this is a real thing. They partnered with an organization called One Tree Planted because according to One Tree Planted, peeing on trees can be incredibly destructive, leaving them more susceptible to disease, pests, and nutrient loss, which I didn't really realize. Like, I, no, to I be didn't. To honest, I was just well, like, it, it makes sense when you think about it, but I just never thought about that. In fact, I don't think it makes sense that I, now that I think about it even, because like, like manure, I mean, like I mean, it's a different. It's not like manure at all. It's not like manure at you're, all. You're putting bodily waste, acidic bodily waste, into onto something. So yeah, I got. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like who who among us, at least men, haven't peed on a tree? Right. Yeah. That's just it. It feels like it's something you learn as a child that yeah. you're a man. If you're in the woods, you can pee wherever you want. Yeah. Right. It, and fair or not, that's just something that you learn at a young age. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I'm watering the tree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? But you're not. But you're not. You're killing it. You're killing it. You're doing you're, a lot of damage. You're, you're putting acid on it. So with that in mind, uh, Bushlight is offering a uh, limited edition pee in a bush funnel kit, which includes a funnel that perfectly fits inside the opening of a Bushlight can, so you can pee in it and then dispose of the can later. And also it comes with a cap so you can put it on it and it will alert you to the fact that you've peed, that this contains pee <laughs> and not beer, and then you can throw it away. So, uh... Because you need that distinction with a bush beer. You absolutely need that distinction. Because <laughs> if you just pour it into a glass, you might not be able to tell. No. They did say 100% of the profits from the funnel system is going to go to One Tree Planted, which is great. And uh, you can order it through Bush's website, I believe, th throughout the entire month of April. Yeah. So hopefully this podcast gets up before the end, <laughs> before it's May. Fingers crossed. Uh, ideally before June, <laughs> when Maybox are no longer Maybox. And, That's right. And, uh, and this whole thing is, is worthless because we're talking about Maybox. And... <laughs> But, yeah, hopefully it gets up before April, and then if uh, our listeners, if they really want uh, a funnel system and some caps, then they can go ahead and, and do it. Yeah. 
I mean, the jokes write themselves for this. Bush beer. I'm sorry, if you like it, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Well, you're going to live in Iowa if you like it. Oh, is that what your uh, in-laws drink? Oh, wait, your in-laws actually don't drink, do they? No, they don't drink. But the entire state of Iowa loves Bush Light. Do they? Yeah. Well, I don't really care about Iowa. That's fine. <laughs> there's no reason to care and about And they're probably Iowa. not listening to this podcast. Honestly, they're probably not. If... We do have some of my wife's family listening. Sorry for the Iowa slander, uh, but it's it's the truth. Yeah. And Bush Light is a garbage beer that your entire state loves for some reason. And it tastes like pee. Yeah. Drink uh, Hellas. <laughs> That's right. Not even, you don't even have to go Hellas Bach. Just drink a regular old Hellas. That's right. It'll be way better. You'll be happier. I mean, even like, if you want to stay in the Anheuser Bush family. No. Michelob Amberbach. Do they even make that? Don't they? Do they not make that anymore? I have no idea. I don't know. Do they even promote the Michelob brand beyond the Ultra? I don't think so. I think that's why they don't make that. Oh. Because it's Michelob has turned into a fitness beer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, scratch that last point. But still, it's just like, it's just... Who greenlit this campaign? Because it's like, to... Oh, I don't know. I don't know what percentage of the beer drinking population are craft beer drinkers. They're probably already thinking your beer is piss. Piss water, right? That's like a slander in the in the beer world, right? Yeah. And then you're just... Maybe they just like know it and they just leaned into it. And we're like, we don't really give a crap. Or we don't give a pee. I don't know. But I do know I almost want to buy one anyway. Go for it. Having a, a, having a pee funnel... Might come in handy in some situations. Yeah, I mean, that fits into a can? Yeah. It sounds ideal. I mean, if it fits in a can, it'll fit into like a like a water bottle or Gatorade bottle or... Yeah. Anything with... I mean, the can openings are fairly small, so a Gatorade bottle is a much bigger opening. Yeah. Um, so it'll definitely fit in there. We should credit the uh, article that we, that we got this yeah. from is uh, what whiskeyriff.com well yeah i mean it, it was covered in a lot of places <laughs> but the the one that we're kind of referencing is that is that one for sure yeah Bra- brady cox is he uh shopbeergear.com is the website that you can get your funnel uh, it's twenty dollars and um if you spend 75 you get free shipping so you just gotta buy four funnels and then you, you get a chip for, for free <laughs> that's ideal yeah, I just got free shipping because I'm going to buy four. <laughs> I'm actually not going to buy any, so... I probably won't. Right. But my order does qualify for free shipping because I bought four of them. And it has the Bush logo on it and everything, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it does. That's, that's fun. So there you go. Save a tree. I think the big takeaway is, if you can, just stop peeing on trees. Yeah, don't pee on trees. Don't pee on trees. That's the, that's the big takeaway. Respect, respect the trees. Don't pee on them. Pee... If if peeing in the woods is a big thing for you, buy this funnel so you can pee into different vessels to to hold your pee. Right, and don't drink bush light. And absolutely never drink bush light. Yeah, big. That's a, probably the key. Yeah, stone takeaway. Wow, just to pull it full circle. Right. Wow. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I think we're done here. <laughs> We are done here. It's uh, been a blast again. Kind of getting back to our our bailiwick of. <laughs> Do you get back to a bailiwick? Our what is a bailiwick? Bread and butter, type. 
what is the Bailey? I don't know what the reference is specifically. Well, like what is the, the definition of a Bailey pick? <clears throat> your specialty, what you're known for, your uh, sort of your go-to, your your bread and butter, if you will. Yeah. One's uh, according to dictionary.com, one's sphere of operations or a particular area of interest. Yeah. Like I said. So there you go. Yeah, so it's been fun. So getting back to our bailiwick. Yes, that's right. Oh, you used it. Yeah. In a sentence. I did. First time. First time. I mean, like, in context. Possibly last time. Probably last time. I don't know. I grow on people with my sayings. I, I, I may only use it in a mocking way. And that was, like, mostly a mocking way that I used it there. It's to be expected. Yeah, so I, I don't see me genuinely using it. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, it's been fun to get back to our bread and butter type normal podcast style. Beer for hell, good. Terrific. Go beer, buy it. Beer for butchers, also good. Also good. Go buy it. I don't think it hit as wide of distro, mm-hmm. but go to Kuma's corner they have many locations yeah it was fun yeah good beers uh beer for hell great or just like hit up some some maybox and hellas box during maybox season don't let the season pass you by yeah it'll be over before you know it and then it'll be it'll be june bach <laughs> no one wants a june bach or a june bug for that matter definitely not a june bug it's gonna oh. be like uh shandy season soon yeah I'm not a huge shandy person. No, you don't like the goose. Uh, it was okay. Shandy I had a few last year when they when it came out, and then I, uh, their marketing was great for it. <laughs> yeah. I, I I I love the marketing. I it's, it's a little too sweet. Like yeah, I I think I like it better than Lightning Google sh- Summer Shandy, mm-hmm. but still just a little too sweet for me to like want to drink in on a regular basis. Yeah. Did we did we do that? Did we do that as a bonus beer? I think we did. I think we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It was a bonus. It was yeah. not. A it was not a full feature. It was a. It was a bonus beer. Right. Uh, yeah. I definitely bought some last summer when it was first released because again the marketing was great. Yeah. Shot my man. attention. Yeah. Like I, said, I liked it. I didn't love it. I'm not sure if I'll buy it this summer. TBD. I probably will. My wife likes it. Yeah. So it was a perfectly fine beer. Yeah. Last summer. That's fine. Anyhow, follow us on. I'd say the socials because I really like the way that Catherine said it. But we're only really on the one yeah. in reality. Follow uh, us on on the Instagram, which is owned by the Facebook. But we're not on the Facebook. We're no. on the Instagram. No, at the Four E Podcast. That's right. At the Four E, T H E, four like the number. The four. number four, the digit. Yeah. E like the letter E, and podcast like listening to a podcast. Right. The For You Podcast. The For You Podcast. Rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Very easy to explain to people. If you guys... Maybe we should have a contest with our 40, 50 if listeners. We hit, if we hit... And we, they let, could let's help pick, us rebrand. Let's pick a number. If we had triple digits. Okay, yeah. So if we had 100 listeners. 100 listeners. Two two episodes in a row. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can't just do it one. We can't just do it one. Yeah. Because two is a streak. Yeah. One is just, you know... A fluke. A, a broken clock is, you know, yeah, right? right? So, so if, if we get 100 listens, two episodes in a row, we will be open to change the name and we'll let listeners and Instagram followers, and I will even tweet it out. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. I will ask Elon for Musk can't wait. suggestions on if we should change it and then what we should change it to. That's right. I like that. It's a plan. Yeah. Because then it's growing at that point. Yeah. 
I mean, and then guys one. Oh, and then people can be like, I followed them when they were the four E podcast. <laughs> That's right. Our podcast follower snobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew them can, while they were cool. We. <laughs> I was a four E podcast follower. That's right. They're beer losers now, but <laughs> they're sellouts. They're but before, sellouts. They were so pure before. I followed them then, and they were so good then. They were so much better. Yeah. I like their original stuff. <laughs> when they're playing in coffee houses. <laughs> yeah. So think of that when you tell your friends, subscribe, and download on their phones. That's right. Make them listen. I don't know how to end this one, but uh, there's no ending. Yeah, there's no end. We'll just uh, kind of fade to black here, or whatever it is in audio land. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just do all the podcast things. Give us five stars. Uh, make a damn comment. Yeah, leave it. We have the same two. Yeah. One's from your cousin and the other one's from one of your best friends. Yes. (laughs) So leave some, some good comments. Uh, I will read, I will read comments that I come across, uh, but only if they're five stars. (laughs) I will not read any comment that's not five stars. Four and a half's just not going to do it. No. If it's a five-star comment, I will read it. So just throw whatever random stuff you want into a five-star comment, and uh, I will read it on the podcast. Yeah, please. Well, this was fun. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's do this again soon. Yeah, we will. And then let's do some other fun stuff soon. And then some fun stuff after that, or just serious let's not, stuff. Let's not get it ahead of ourselves. We're that's trying right. to get to hundred. That's right. Twice. So twice. That's right. All right, well, all right. Cheers. Cheers, broast. Don't think about beer. Don't think about beer. Don't think about beer.